with sound. It's 2012, in the springtime of Chena Hills High School. A young, naive Josh Landicho walks into his English class, ready to take a nap, knowing that it is movie day. His teacher won't get mad at him for napping, so Josh dozes off. Waking up in bewilderment, he sees that the movie is actually kind of interesting. He watches the rest of it and thinks to himself, man, I should really watch this movie when I get home. And from there on out, Josh's life changes forever. And welcome to Watch With Sound. I am forementioned Josh Landicho, and with me is... Carmela Ocampo. And if you didn't read the title, today, this episode is going to be about... My pick, which is The Truman Show. Carmela, what did you think of The Truman Show? I really liked it. Um, I, I've seen it, like, maybe twice before but this time around I re- when I rewatched it it was like a lot sadder than I remembered it being and it also like moved a lot quicker than I remembered to yeah like pace wise quicker yeah you thought it was slow before a little bit yeah the movie is like an hour and 40ish minutes long so that's like it's a little long you know than usual but um but yeah overall I like really liked it and it it was like a lot more emotional than i remember um but yeah why is this your favorite um this is one of my favorite just because first of all rewatchability is really great i think every time you watch it you find something new um two it's definitely ahead of its time um i think right now if you released it slapped an a24 logo on it (laughs) you got a hit um and overall, it's just so, it's like a thinker, you know, when you watch it, you kind of question your own reality, your own life, and your own surroundings. And like, ever since I watched that movie, I, I questioned everything that happens. Really? So okay. that's why it's very <laughs> impactful for me. And I'm going to, there's going to be more reasons why, and I'm going to explain later as to why I love this movie. The Truman Show stars Jim Carrey, Laura Linney, Noah Emmerich. Natasha McElhone, Holland Taylor, and Ed Harris. And the movie is about Jim Carrey. If you haven't watched it, watch it. But we're going to get into it right now. Um, movie is about Jim Carrey. His name is Truman Burbank. And throughout all his life, his life has been broadcasted and shown to everyone. I think in the show they said it was about 30 years or 30 seasons. Mm-hmm. Um like everything happened everything that's in his life pretty much happened so you have him actually being born you know you have him growing up um and during the last parts of the movie Kristoff who is the whole creator and director of the Truman Show wants to have the first sex scene conception pretty much so like he's trying to push the boundaries of his uh, TV and just trying to push the boundaries of the show that he already has and um it's just crazy because it's it's a show about someone's life and this person's essentially been a captive to this show all their life without knowing it yeah it's crazy how like he made this like basically simulated world around truman and like i also realized that everyone 
on the set. Like, so in this world, it's like basically populated by he said like about like how many people are in a small country. Yeah. So that's like a lot of like actors and actresses, and like they're basically doing improv like every day. <laughs> And, like, because, like, they they don't know, like, who he's going to interact with, like, on a daily basis, but they sort of curate it to, like, obviously, like, repeat, like, the same people, like, interact with him, but I don't know, it was crazy to me to realize that everyone is, like, has to be ready to do, like, improv with him. Yeah, and, like, in the beginning, they interview, like, certain actors, like, talking yeah. about the show, and in a way, it's very cultish. It's very, like, bit, yeah. yeah, it's very, like, in, like, very into it because like they talk about like what life there is no life there is the truman show yeah this and, is our life yeah exactly yeah. this is our life this is the truman show and his friend ironically says nothing's fake here where mm-hmm. everything's real this yeah. is all us but like essentially obviously it's a fake world it's fake made up it's a fake population so that part's really funny because it's like this sort of like um this contradicting idea for the show but just to um tap into more of the idea of creation, more of the idea of society within this world. It's a ginormous dome. Yeah. It, you could see it from space. Yep. Um, and the way that they supply and sort of fund this project is they have product placements throughout the movie and <laughs> all that. And obviously the ratings are really high because this is like one of the biggest cult followings as well for the TV show. They have bars, they have merch, they have um, international airing. They have yeah. all this and stuff just for this show. And it's airing, like, 24-7, like, always. And they say, like, people leave it on and, like, just let it run, like, how for, how, for like, ever, really. And, um, and, like, everyone in the world watches it. It's, like, known worldwide. And, like, yeah, it just has, like... It's it became like a global phenomenon for like thirty like for like thirty years. Yeah, and like the way it's filmed too, because it's really cool. Um, it's they say that there's like thirty million billion cameras or whatever, and um, going throughout the movie, it utilizes like angles that objects would be at. So there's a part where someone's following Truman, and it the the camera is at the button. So there's yeah. like this weird. You could kind of see the top of the button yeah. to make it seem like. It's actually following them, but of course, it's like the actual director of the movie following him. But that's the cool part about it because it's tapping into this like voyeurism aspect of the movie and like how it's supposed to look like. Yes, speaking of voyeurism, um, yeah, the main, I think one of the main like themes of this movie is like the commentary on like spectacle, like, yeah. and our like voyeuristic like nature as viewers. Um, and it, like, taps into that, like, so much that it, like, almost, like, shames you into it. And it's, like, holy shit, I'm, like, totally guilty of, like, just, like, binging, like, something. or And, like, not really caring whether or not, like, the consequences of a character, despite, like, you know, being that they're real, a.k.a. reality TV shows. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was cool seeing the other side of the, the glass, as you as you would say. Because you have people in their bathtubs watching it, you know, and then you have people talking about it like, oh, this is going to happen. No, that's not supposed to happen. This is supposed to happen. So it's like kind of like the other side of the spectrum as regards to the reality shows and how people react and how people predict what's going to happen. And it's funny seeing that conversation because it's not we never realize what we're talking about or how we're talking about it until you see this like movie because it's kind of like this back and forth about this 
person and they're so invested in Truman's life they kind of don't pay attention to their own you know um and that's like one of my favorite parts about it yeah and like it's also crazy to me how like basically like you know like everyone involved even like the audience and like the creators everyone is like on board like ethically and morally with just like fooling this guy into thinking his life is real and like i think that was like the craziest thing to me because like that means like everyone had to take an extra step in their head to like be okay with that like morally um so uh the sort of underlying theme of this as well is like sort of creation and like to what extent do you are you in control of your own life so the whole creator of the the show his name is Kristoff and if you take away two words two letters if you take away two letters it's Christ and it's sort of Kristoff being this Christ figure this God figure controlling the steps and the pathways of Truman's life um this movie could also be connected to the allegory by Plato called the allegory of the cave. Um, so what this is, is a group of prisoners are chained in a cave and there's a little beam of light that they could see and see shadows passing by it of animals, people, um, objects just floating by. Um, at one point though, one prisoner is able to es- escape and he sees everything around him, like the actual forms and beings that he sees in the shadows actually being there in front of him. Um, he goes back and tells the people, the prisoners, he tells them what they see, what he saw. And the prisoners get so mad at him. They don't believe him. They think he's crazy. He, they think that the real world like infected his brain and they attack him. And this allegory sort of plays off to the movie as... If he were, if Truman were to leave the cave, would he be comfortable with that, or is he better living this fake life that's controlled for him? And that's something so crazy because it's like, um, would you trust these physical, actual physical forms, or would you trust the, the sort of man-made shadows that were given to you? And um, that's why I love this movie so much. And the the my favorite line of all in the movie. Uh, Christoph is being interviewed by just some random dude and he goes like why why do you think Truman has lasted so long and why has he been in this society for so long and Christoph says we choose to accept the reality of the world in which we are presented it's deep stuff but yeah it's like um just going off of like the Christ figure thing he basically made like the world in which he experienced in his like own image kind of thing because when he his reasoning with Truman like to stay was like it's the same it's exactly the same out there as it was in my like perfectly controlled world like all of the lies and the deceit it's all the same like but you're better off here because like you don't have to be afraid because nothing bad will happen to you um and the whole like whether or not the allegory of the cave, like, whether or not, like, he chooses to leave the cave or, like, chooses to stay. That's basically, like, the choice he's presented in the end, and he, like, chooses to leave. Um, I have a question for you. Because it's, if you think about it, Kristoff really isn't that wrong. Um, there's, like, a <laughs> back and forth between his lover and Kristoff, and they both bring up really good points. Um, Kristoff is saying... He had nowhere to go. He was already 
an unwanted child. Um, Kristoff adopts him and puts him in the most perfect world, and he's able to live his life how he's supposed to live his life. I think the only part where it goes out of hand is where he actually wants to leave and he doesn't let him. Yeah. I mean, like, I feel like his whole life was not, like, like the choices... At a certain point, like, the choices weren't, like, his anymore, you know? But if you do think about it, like, our own lives are not up to us, up to a certain point, you know, Mm -hmm. when we become independent and all that. Um, And, like, even from the beginning where they manufactured his his dad's tragic, like, death and, like... You know, like, even then, like, when he was young, his, like, life wasn't, like, you know, his choice to begin with. But on the other side of that coin, tragic things can happen, you know, like, out of your control. Mm -hmm. But the fact that that was, like, man-made makes it, like, wrong, right? That's why I'm asking you, because it's, (laughs) I mean, we obviously can't control tragedies. And even if his father's tragedy... He didn't control it. Someone else did. And that's essentially everyone's life. But I feel like... No one controls tragedies. (laughs) I I guess, like, if you... Because there was, like... You know there was an actual hand in someone, like, manufacturing that tragedy. It's like... I don't know. It becomes wrong, you know? How do you know that all of our tragedies (laughs) aren't manufactured either? (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) All right, Josh. Are we going to get into this? The fact that we don't, like, we don't know, right? There's no proof, or, like, we don't know yet. Like, who knows? We'll know in the future, maybe. But the fact is, right now, we don't know. So I'm, like, totally fine with, like, you know, the randomness of the universe. Then that's exactly with uh, Truman, then. It's fine for that to happen. But then he realizes that his whole life is, like, simulated. So, like, I don't know. He would have never known that if he chose to recognize the certain aspects of his life that were controlled. You get what I'm trying to say? But, okay, and I guess this goes into my question for you, which was, like, do you think that even if, like, everyone in, like, what is the place called? Whatever their country was called. um, In the simulated world, like, acted perfectly, and there were, like, absolutely no hints of it being, like, fake or anything. Do you think Truman... Because I feel like because there were small like mistakes here and there he like slowly figured it out Mm -hmm. or that helped figure it out but if there were no mistakes or anything do you think truman would have still like had the urge to leave um i'm not sure i think it it, it, like chalked up to him being so in his can you know he's like a sardine in a can he wanted to go out obviously you can't stay in one place for so long and that's kind of why i think that's the reason why he wanted to leave. I mean, obviously, he wanted to see Sylvia and he wanted to see other things, but if you think about it, him wanting to see Sylvia is just another passing of life, you know? Because we can't control who we see again. We can't control who we love. We can't control... Um, we can control who we love, but to a certain extent, you know? <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, no, go on with that. I need you to elaborate on that. Um, like, as it regards to, like... What if she didn't love him back? Oh, okay. You know, yeah, there's a certain, yeah. there's certain um, things, certain obstacles that could stop him from loving Sylvia. Yeah. So that's just part of life. Like, we have certain obstacles in our way to stop us from doing certain things. Um, his strive to find Sylvia was, I think, the breaking point of him, and that's why yeah. he wanted to leave. Um, but, like, for us, for instance, like, if someone 
I know moves or something, mm-hmm. I I could just move over there, you know, do what I need to do. But at the same time, how feasible is that? You know? That's true. I mean... It's in the hand of, like, how much we can control in our life. I feel like he... His, like, connection with Sylvia was, like, the realest, most human connection he ever made. Which is, like, I feel like in part why he, like, fell in love with her or whatever. Um, Or, like, wanted to go so far as to, like, leave, like, his whole life behind. Yeah. Or, like, the only life he'd ever known behind. Um, But, yeah, of course it, like, turned into, like, something much more, like, as the movie progresses, like, when he realizes everyone around him who he's grown up with and cared about has, like, basically lied to him his whole life. Can you imagine your brain just, like, breaking yeah, from it's that? It's so crazy. Like, I would, like, I don't know, I'd have, like, a psychological meltdown if that happened yeah. to me. If I just, like, realized I was, like, in a matrix, basically, mm-hmm. right? And was like, yo, nothing is real? Are you kidding me? 30 years? <laughs> also, sorry for, like, going away from your question. I still think... No, no worries. If he... If there are no mistakes in the system of the thing, I think he just lives life normally. You think so? Because people have regrets. People have things they want to see again. And that's essentially what his life was. You know, he regretted actually marrying the girl that he's marrying. He regretted not spending more time with Sylvia. Like, it's... It's a normal person's life. It's just manufactured because we saw that it was manufactured. You know what my, like, this is obviously not a question that will ever be answered, but I was wondering why they didn't just make Sylvia his love interest, you know, like, from the, like, or, like, let Truman fall for whoever instead of hiring some actress to, like, fall in love with him or whatever. Um, Let him fall in love with whoever and then make them, like, you know, the lead love life. I don't know. Maybe it's all part of Kristoff's plan. Yeah, he was an idiot. I don't know. <laughs> he was bad at that. I was like, why didn't they just... Like, that could have gone on forever, you know? Yeah, especially because, like, he had, like, visions of her, and she was, like, so yeah. part of her life, and that's, like, the reason why he started breaking down is because he because wanted to leave, her, but he yeah. can't leave, yeah. Exactly, and I don't know, and, like, I, I have, like, more questions about, like, the TV show itself, but... It's just, it's just like speculation yeah, at that yeah. point, you know? Um, and then going into more connections to different media, um, this is also a connection to like Moby Dick. Because if you think about it, Truman's on a boat, he ties himself to his boat, and Kristoff tries killing Truman along with the show. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to okay. like, you know, this hunt is starting to become a suicide kind of a thing. So, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Really, I forgot that Kristoff basically, like, wanted to push, like, Truman to death, like, near the end. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. It was, like, the work of, like, a mad, like, god, obviously, right? He's just like, do it! Yeah, like, yeah. Make the wind harder. No, it's crazy, too. To it's crazy, too, because Truman challenges him. Yeah. He essentially challenges like, god. Is like, god. Is this all you got? <laughs> like, it's like, you're, you're literally, like, challenging god right yeah. now. And almost gets him killed. Yeah. <laughs> And it's so funny, um, the where the cam or where the like camera people and Kristoff like stay are like in the moon in the sky, and like when he finally talks to Truman, it's like literally a voice from yeah, the sky. Yeah, it's literally a voice <laughs> like, in his head. Hello, Truman. <laughs> you can talk back at me. I can hear you. Um, like rewatching this movie too, I always like seeing new things. Like I think the second, third time watching it, I finally realized that people are literally pushing products in his face. 
I get like more, I know yeah. more because like when the twins like push him against the the wall, it's like an advertisement for yeah. real estate. And, what, and then it's funny because like the wife always is like, oh my <laughs> I got this new dice and slices. <laughs> like it's like, and she like, she like looks straight into like whatever camera, and it's like not even looking at Truman anymore. It's like literally yeah, looking, she's at, looking at, at like some, some wall. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like really at like the camera at the audience. Um, and at some point, Truman's like. Who are you talking to? <laughs> the, what does this have to do with anything? The part's so funny. Um, but I think it like symbolizes people literally pushing products in your face. Essentially, yeah. like our media today, YouTube is an ad. It's every like real video. life, yeah. yeah. But less t- tongue-in-cheek about it, right? Yeah. It's like more like, look, this is a product being pushed on you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, obviously, I would never push a product on anyone except if you want to buy a T-shirt, you could buy one on tipicoco.com. Um, <laughs> but I would never do that. It's just so embarrassing. Yeah, typical. Yeah, very, that's typicalco.com. Yeah, <laughs> but um, after him seeing like the the flaws in the in the the system, it's so energizing and so like suspenseful yeah. as he starts to find out yeah. about everything. Like, especially with, like, his best friend, he's like, so I would gladly walk in traffic for you, Truman. If everyone's in it, that means I am. And I think that's where he effed up. <laughs> Once he said that, Truman's like, you probably are. <laughs> what, what I'm wondering is, like, I mean, you know how, like, the actual cast members say in the beginning, like, oh, the Truman show is, like, my life. It's, like, real life. And honestly, I think it might be for them because they, like, literally have to live there, like, every day. Like, they have to sleep there right yeah same like with his wife like she has to she has to sleep (laughs) there every day like she gets no breaks other than when like she goes to work i guess but or work quote unquote i think that's the thing though like they're actually they say that like there really is no life for them except for this yeah because they're really living this life to control this other person's life yeah it's like they're meant to control truman's life like how do you foresee the the path for him which is crazy and like yeah like push him like whatever which way like they're directed to yeah which is uh making me look at you a little different Carmela. i don't know yeah man yeah you see me like looping like <laughs> yeah, around the block sometimes when i tell you i'm finding parking I know. <laughs> right, three two one i call him now tell him there's no parking uh josh went around there's no parking oh, josh what do you know there's no parking it's exactly 7 50 p.m um well yeah again that plays into the whole theme of the movie is just like how much of our lives are we actually in control of and that's something that i really resonate with because it's so crazy to think about that how much do we actually control how much could we actually change our own lives and that's why this movie resonates with me a lot you think about that a lot yeah really like fate and like destiny and like yes i also think about if like my life's being, being broadcasted oh being broadcast yeah like i i like this i like to like look for different flaws in life that uh-huh. like point to something else so yeah i i think there have been moments where i'm like these coin like coincidences it's just Quote, unquote. i'm like someone is doing something out here yeah, like when you, i don't know why like on videos on twitter and stuff they're like things that don't make sense it's like huh <laughs> Hmm. It only makes sense if it was man-made, huh? Interesting, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, I don't. I guess I don't think about it that much anymore. But 
when I was like I don't know younger I used to think about like fate like fate and destiny how much like what is written and like is like the randomness in the universe real like is there someone out there like controlling us are we actually in a simulation yeah, inside of exactly. a simulation there's a part in the movie where he's at the chemical plant yeah. and the cop is like yeah you can't go here blah, blah 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 and he goes like thanks officer and the officer goes no problem Truman and, and he's he like, like yeah he's um, like oh shoot <laughs> there, that actually happened to me once no way yeah okay it, no way it could be a coincidence but okay. like okay so me no way this and, is creepy <laughs> I swear me and Chris are in Seattle okay he's kinda drunk um we get pizza okay and these people sit next to us um and random, I'm we're, just random just random people okay. I've never seen these people in my life okay um they're just eating and I'm eating and then the guy's like oh hey can you pass that parmesan and I was like okay yeah sure and I gave it to him and he goes thanks Josh and um me and Chris <laughs> both ignore it cause I'm like he did not are you lit too? no I'm not oh, okay. I'm sober me in my head I'm like that guy did not say my name right now <laughs> and Chris was also thinking the same thing like he did not say his name right now so like we both just kind of kept it to ourselves yeah and when we got back to our room I was like hey Chris did, you, did that guy say my name and he's like yeah dude he just said your name and I was like oh my god but of course it could well, be a coincidence like maybe he heard someone say my name yeah maybe why didn't you, why didn't you say anything did it freak it, you i was out? in shock i was like did it scare you it scared me like i didn't want to ask him maybe he like knew some shit that like would kill me <laughs> but like i did not i Wait, completely ignored it dude i would have asked i was so also s- because my name is like not common but that's true like that's really creepy i was dude. terrified and like at that moment like all the possibilities were running through my head like you- oh maybe the server called my name for my order maybe he heard chris say it you could have been like oh do i know you or like oh the like- thing is i don't know this person he's like an old white person and like what? never seen him before in no my life. way and i was tripping out and i did not want to ask because it's like because you were scared. i could decide my fate right there you know <laughs> like i could yeah i was scared to ask him because like you were scared he was gonna do something to you yeah or like, like he knew like something hurt you? yeah or he knew something about me what? that you know it's like this i don't know i, I would have been sh- like i would have been like straight up like whoa <laughs> how do you know my name <laughs> i don't know i was just really scared <laughs> man that's that's insane i can't believe you left it because i i was Alone. shocked yeah and we're in seattle i've never been to seattle before that was my first time that's and- all the more reason <laughs> like what the heck it was scary i was so scared Man, I would be, I don't know, I would be terrified, but also more curious, or, like, I would just want to know, like, what the fuck, like, how the fuck do you know my name, dude? Like, the same thing with Truman, he just kind of broke down, like, he just malfunctioned. I mean, like, he knew. Yeah, that's also true. In he the did moment, he knew, him. he was like, yeah. oh, that was, like, a cue for him. Yeah. That's creepy. I know, it was scary. Are you, is your heart racing right now? Retelling that bit, story. Hopefully yeah. he's not listening to this. Do you somehow. remember what that man looked like? He was an old white dude. He was wearing all black. Kind of like a goth looking person, but really old. That's weird. Yeah. Dude. I was scared. Okay, now that you <laughs> put a faint that picture, I'd be like terrified. That's dude. why it's crazy to think about like Damn. being in control of reality, like Truman and everything. Yeah. yeah. But when you watch the ending, you like text me right away saying like this is really sad, like, the <laughs> ending and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about the ending? Um, it was, like, I mean, it was optimistic or whatever, because he, like, goes through the door. But 
at the end of the day, you don't know what happens next after that. And also, um, just going along with the whole spectacle thing, like, people, like, it shows the people, people watching it, and, like, as soon as, like, the broadcast turned off, they were like, all right, what's on next? Like, all right, pass the TV guide, like, what's next? Like, they moved on so fast after, like, this, like, 30-year show ended. They were just so quick to move on. And I was like, dude, that's reality right there. Yeah, and in terms of spectacle, a man was about to die on television. Dude, yeah. Everyone was going to watch it. And even with Kristoff, like... Yeah. He's like, well, he's going to die on television. He's like, everyone saw him be, uh, be bored in television. Like, so... This will be the first death. It's totally fine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was kind of this weird extreme of, like, not caring about one person's life for entertainment. Yeah, because he, like, basically owned him, you know? Like, he owned... He's, like, property at that point, right? Yeah. And I for- totally forgot Paul Giamatti was in this movie, and he was one of the cameramen, yeah, like... The operators. Like, controlling, like, the weather and stuff, and he, like, the only thing he did to, like, combat Kristoff was saying no. Like, no, I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, like, does it, aren't they all accessories to murder if he yeah, does die? Yeah, basically, right? And the audience, right? Like, yeah, probably. They're just, they're all watching. Um, it's like I, that, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. It's like, like, the bystander effect. Do you know that, the bystander effect where you, like, see something happen in public you and there's a bunch of people around, like, something bad happening. Yeah. And you don't do anything because you're waiting for someone else to do something first. And then, but then everyone else is thinking that. So no one ends up like helping like that person. So I feel like it's sort of like that on a like larger scale, of course. Mm, I see. I see. Yeah. So like no one's doing anything, but once that first domino falls, everyone does something. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I really love the ending because like he literally breaks the fourth wall essentially he essentially breaks <laughs> yeah. the like thread of reality studio wall. with his boat yeah and like it gets emotional because like jim carries yeah. truman starts like hitting the wall and starts crying because he finally like realized like this is all fake and like and he can feel like yeah he f- the boundaries of this his is world proof. Yeah, yeah this is proof that like i'm not living a real life and that's essentially, like, breaking down all your beliefs, like, yeah. say if, like, Catholicism was proven not real. That's essentially <laughs> how it touching, felt. Touching, like, the fate, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it's, like, so, like, it's, I don't know, it's so... Like, the fake, re- like, his fake reality was, like, tangible yeah. at that point, right? And it was, like, this surreal moment of, like... <laughs> Wow, I've been living this fake life. A fake ass life. Yeah. And it was like you see the cloud like the sky painted on the dome and the clouds painted on there. Yeah. That shot is so tight. It was <laughs> it's like all this artificialness. It's cool and that, like, sad. Yeah, yeah. It is. Um and then Kristoff almost tries to like make him stay. And that's the sort of yeah. where the allegory of the cave comes in, like oh it's the yeah, it's the same. Like, you don't need to go over there. You already know what's happening. You won't get hurt here. You have nothing to fear here. Yeah. Yeah, that part was crazy. I was like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> um, during this time, too, it's sort of related to, um, like, the older generation and our generation as regards to cameras. So it sort of plays off of, like, around the Cold War era and everything. Old people didn't want to be watched by cameras. They didn't want to be, um, they didn't want their privacy to be, mm. you know, mm-hmm. broken. Um, and then to the other side of the spectrum, it's millennials that always want to be 
in front of the camera always want to have the most attention uh, attention as possible social media and all that and i think that's cool that it sort of has these two sides of the coin of how um it could be perceived like um yeah and it's crazy that you bring that up because this movie came out in like 96 i think around there there. and um so it was like literally at the turn of the century where we had like you know little millennials are like i don't know what like elementary like teenagers i guess um internet was starting to bloom a little bit internet was like coming up and um yeah this movie was sort of like i guess groundbreaking at the time and then like three years later the matrix comes out so yeah exactly you know it was like that sort of like era where like people were thinking about like simulations and like privacy and like voyeurism being watched and all that because like technology was like evolving so quickly already yeah um Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey's acting was on point, like always. I love that, like, he he did do some of his crazy antics, yeah. but to, like, a, a level, you know? Yeah. I think a lot of times he's he's unhinged, and it goes out of whack sometimes, <laughs> I, which I still enjoy, but, like, this one was him being more serious, him being more in tune with the character. And, like, he did have his moments where he's like, ah, but it was, like, at a good level, and, like, it did... It played into the seriousness of the movie and the seriousness of the character. Yeah, he plays... Um, he usually has... His comedic sensibilities usually very physical, like, with his expressions yeah. and, like, mannerisms. Um, and he does a, a bit of that. Um, but when it's appropriate, when he was, like, basically growing crazy and, like, realizing his world was fake. Um, but what I loved about his acting was how, like, sympathetic his character... Like, he made his character, oh, like... Yeah. You, like, truly, like, sympathize with Truman. Like, you're, like, dude, this poor fucking guy, like, does not know, like, this isn't real or, like, you know. And he plays, like, this hopeless romantic, too. And it's really sad when he, like, cuts out, like, the magazine, like, body parts to, like, make... To remake Sylvia. To remake, like, the image of Sylvia he has in his head. Um, So, yeah, I think he did a great job. Um, playing a more serious, like, sympathetic role here, but not abandoning his comedic sensibilities. So, do you think that this whole show is a morally right thing? I mean, okay, so think about it, think of it like he didn't know about any of it. And at the end, at his death, he's like, they're like, this has been a show the whole time, we've been manufacturing this. Is that okay? I just I just don't think the ends justify the means. Like, if true, because like he was an orphan, right? And they basically like uh, adopted the corporation adopted him. I feel like if he was like saved from somewhere like abusive or tragic, maybe curating this perfect world for him might have been justified for me in the end. But he was like. Like, literally a blank slate that they just, like, did whatever they wanted with him. Or what Kristoff did whatever he wanted with him. So he, like, didn't really have, like, a chance, you know? So At at the same time, though, you don't know if he goes into an abusive environment or a bad environment, you know? You never know what the baby would have been if not Truman. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. But 
I don't know. Morally, I don't. I just still don't think it was right because like on your deathbed and you find out that this is all a show, how would you react? Dude, I'd fuck. I'd be so fucking pissed. <laughs> but if it, if I had a good life, I'd be like, yo, this was great. This was a good show. That's so hypocritical, though. Like, but, I, really... but I would be pissed okay. that it wasn't real. I'd be like, what the fuck? Like, because <laughs> then at that point, like you know, as a human being, you're like have a natural like. You're, tendency to like seek the truth and like what's real or whatever because like why would you want to live like experience something that's not real you know i think it's just the the sense of freedom that we get mad about freedom of choice yeah right? even though think, like we think we're in control of our lives but we're really not i think that's what you don't bothers think you, you don't think most. we're in okay wait this is a way bigger <laughs> question than, so you don't think we're in control of our lives no i'm just I, we are control of our lives to a certain extent but i think okay. the main problem why people get mad at how truman was essentially created was the fact that like he had the freedom of his like a freedom of choice but not really i think that's what offends us the most is that like he didn't have the freedom to do to truly do whatever he wanted yeah and i think still though that still plays into how much he had control over do you think that since truman grew up in like a curated world that he has still room to evolve as a person like personality wise and like because he's essentially been past the molding stage, as per se. Like, yeah. you know, like, when you're young and you're a teenager, like, a kid, you're you're still, like, learning and, like, being influenced by all these things. But he's, like, way past that stage. He's, like, 30. Mm-hmm. And at this point, he's, like, he is who he is. Like, he's, like, basically solidified into a solid person. Yeah. I think, um, <laughs> like, to be honest, I want to say no because, like, he's stuck in this, like, cycle and even when like he did break break the cycle of like it being controlled they wanted to put like another love life in his life and for that whole cycle to repeat again him getting married him doing this him doing that it wasn't essentially him growing as a person like him trying to figure out himself out they just wanted to bring another love interest and bring like maybe a child in it yeah. to repeat the whole process again again like spectacle it was just like they were using like moments of his life to and like they were just like curating like big moments of his life to be like broadcasted like oh yeah this episode's gonna be a big hit and then that one part where they bring back his dad and everyone gets like emotional about it yeah and then like literally afterwards nothing happens yeah like you don't like did he have a conversation with him like you don't know because they don't they just move on to like the next thing the best part of his dad coming back was Kristoff directing how to be emotional. That was just so funny and so yeah. on the head because like it's like, all right, can you do camera two? All right, slowly, slowly, slowly. Swell up, crane, crane right. shot. Music. <laughs> like, it, was, yeah. it was so funny because it's like directing this really emotional moment. And it's funny. Which was like super real for Truman, but like obviously fake for everyone else. Yeah. This is this is like why I like talk like this movie so much because you could talk about it for hours, because like Kristoff and Sylvia both have the right idea. They both have points that make sense. It's not essentially one wrong side, one bad side. It's just how the movie's portrayed. Okay, wait. That's so- why I'm like talking <laughs> to you in Kristoff's point of view because he doesn't. He has obviously bad intentions, but his points make sense. So you're kind of on board with him. With his decisions. To an extent, yes. To an extent, Because, yes. essentially... Like, you're, you're fine. Like, morally, you think it's fine what he did. 
like take a baby from an orphanage and manufacture. Because the only time it went wrong was when he didn't. The uh, Truman lost his freedom of choice. That's when it went wrong. But he never had it in the first place. He did to an extent. People, they're Truman? gonna. Yeah, I think they did. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you think Truman? lost his freedom of choice along the way in his manufactured world because he wanted to leave he wanted to leave that's where that choice becomes hindered he wanted to leave the city and he wasn't able to that's where he leaves the choice so so you think that because he didn't have that desire to begin like until like a certain point he always he had a freedom of choice before then yes i think um, say he didn't want to go out and travel the world, whatever, and he mm-hmm. just became this regular person. He's yeah. choos- essentially choosing his path. It's not like they're actually paving the way. They just see what he has potential in and creates that world for him. Of course, I'm going off my own opinion because, like, I don't. Yeah. yeah, okay. But it's like his path is like curated. So, like, does he really have a choice? But then him not knowing that, but think I of, guess, is your Also point, think right? about this. Do we actually have a choice? Like, do you think this is not curated? I don't. I mean, I don't think so. No one knows. No one knows. I mean, That's the right point. now, I don't <laughs> think so. Okay. I don't. I mean, okay, curated in, like, different ways. Like, not in, like, a simulated sense, but curated in a way of, of like, financial constraints and like mainly financial constraints really (laughs) yeah like economical constraint and like i guess societal like societal statuses like you know i'm like single so it's like of course i'm like living in a one-bedroom apartment or like you know stuff like that and like like different constraints like that but not i don't think that my reality or world is like curated at least not right now it's a possibility though it is a possibility like i'm not gonna yeah claim to know what is and isn't but like for what what i'm perceiving in my normal life right now i think it's like fine yeah that's why this movie is so fun because like (laughs) you could say your choices are yours again you don't know though it's sort of like this unknown this like that's like where it breaks the boundary or like this is where the boundary is is like the point of an unknown yeah because we don't know how much control we have you know, we have a control to extent, to... but we can't pass that unknown boundary to know what we're controlling. And this, <laughs> <laughs> and this has been Watch with Sound. I am Carmelo Campo, and with me is Josh Landicho. And in case I don't see ya, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Keep watch, everyone.